Welcome to the Soul Meet Strategy Podcast. This is for the new earth feminine leader who is ready for exponential growth by going deeper into her magic. The woman who's here to expand her wealth, become fully self-expressed and make waves through her business. Hi, I'm your host, Jenna Fay, founder of Soul Meet Strategy. I've grown my multi six-figure business by mentoring badass women like you to unleash your embodied feminine leadership, use aligned strategy to scale, become masterful facilitators and experience quantum manifestation. If you're a full body yes to experiencing more wealth, pleasure and nourishment in your life and business, then you are in the right place. Come and connect with me on Instagram at soulmeetstrategy. Get on my email list at soulmeetstrategy.com and come hang out with me in my community of fellow new earth feminine leaders on Facebook. Now let's kick this off and get this party started. We are live. I am so excited. We are going to be chatting today about how the awakened or awakening woman can really support the rise of the sacred masculine. So it's Jennifer Madden here. I'm here with my beloved Spence. And hello, hello. We're streaming in multiple we places. Here. We're over here. We're here. <laughs> because we feel like this is such an important conversation that we really wanted to be out mm-hmm. on all the platforms. So we're going to be looking in a lot of directions. We might even be listening to this after on our podcast. Yes. But we're so excited to have you here. So if you are here with us live or on the replay, let us know below in the comments. So the first thing I want to say for this conversation and this transmission is that when it comes to what the awakening woman really wants for the men in our lives, whether this is your partner, if this is fathers, brothers, friends, etc., it's actually really quite simple. Because what we really want is to see the men in our lives consistently growing, having a devotion to evolve and a willingness to look at their shadows, to also lead themselves and others from a place of love. And Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we really overcomplicate this as women. And sometimes we want things to happen immediately. And something I hear a lot from my clients and community is they feel like they're kind of progressing and ascending and waking up maybe faster than some of the men in their lives. There's obviously many exceptions to that, but I feel like that's a common theme right now. And I would love to hear your thoughts as we kick this off, Spence, about like, what is it actually that men want? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, hun, it's good to be back live with you. I think it's been a while, like multiple months. And we often get asked in our audiences across all these different platforms for more of the quote unquote, conscious relationship content. So we're bringing this live and we're also doing this to get the word out around my next intake for men into my program, Mission 88. So if you're out there catching this on the replay, that'll be coming up towards the end. We'll talk a little bit more about it, but we're going to tie this all into, you know, how can you be a better masculine leader if you're a man, if you're a man and how can you nurture your rising partner if you are a woman how can you support him without falling into mothering him without pushing him giving him the space to rise into his own masculinity so in terms of what awakening men want ultimately is to be on purpose and to be bringing their fullest potentiality 
into the world. Men want to know what the edges of their consciousness are. They want to go so deep into themselves that they find pure stillness and peace. And this is why we have such a distorted world right now, because those things that I just said are not what men, the average man is bringing forth. Um, When it comes to a relationship, a man fundamentally wants to know that he can protect and provide. We know those are some of those base instincts, but more important than that, he, he desires a partner who can be the sacred mirror for his own consciousness evolution. Because the reason why souls come into a masculine vessel is to really stretch the edges of their consciousness. And when you explore your consciousness man and when you're encouraged by your partner to explore the edges of the consciousness whatever that means to you you're going to thrive and you're going to be a better leader for your family you're going to be a better partner you're going to be a better provider so i would say that's ultimately what they want and of course men want to be loved by their partner they don't want to be mothered by their partner they want to be encouraged by their partner but they don't want to be told how they need to evolve or why they need to evolve yeah, and I think the the really interesting and amazing thing in all of this is we really we all want the same thing. Mm-hmm. If we're speaking about what do we really want for the men in our lives and the rise of the sacred masculine is for them to have the space and the empowerment to rise up in their consciousness, to rise up in their purpose, to rise up in their leadership. So I think the next thing for us to touch on today is a little bit more about the control agenda that is out there in our world right now and is is really strong, is really prevalent. And I feel like, and we're going to expand on this, but it's really the overall agenda to suppress the masculine Mm -hmm. in our world. So maybe you can expand a bit on that, hon. Yeah. So I think in order to be a, you know, a a supportive heart-centered partner, if you're an awakening woman out there right now, we have to, we have to step into the shoes of, you know, how your partner grew up, how, they were programmed and conditioned by the matrix because that's Mm -hmm. how we can have compassion. And the same thing goes in the reverse roles, right? To really have compassion for women. Like I have to step in to the energy and the experience that they've gone to. But I often find awakening women are really great at stepping into their past and how the patriarchy and the control structures and their nature and nurture has, you know, distorted them and then then you heal and you evolve and ceremony and all those great things but so often we forget to step into the shoes of the man and when you do that you can understand him better so some of the big things that are suppressing the masculine that may be you know dimming your partner from his fullest potential include the media right there's a ton of fear porn out there the propaganda is off the charts we know that we're on social media Mm -hmm. and we have been bombarded and we'll say let's say your your partner your husband is in his 20s his 30s his 40s even his 50s maybe even his 60s the media onslaught against masculinity and programming the i the identity of the masculine that society wants to that basically the controllers want men to be is has been relentless and it's only increased remember i i think i was in grade six when the internet came out or something like Mm -hmm. that and then it's just it's just it's it's snowballed from there so there's a lot of media and this is this will instill deep-rooted fears in men fears that a lot of men don't even know they have this is why my program mission 88 is important for masculine leaders because there's so 
there's so many subtle things that are stopping men from their fullest potential and, and leading their families and themselves into the new earth reality that they don't see them because there's blind spots and they're, mm-hmm. and they're very, very subtle and media programming, MK ultra, things like that have been going for a long time. Yeah. There's a reason why they call it a tell a vision, right? Like the programming goes deep. And of course this affects women, children, it affects our entire collective, but I do feel like there's a certain level of targeting right now of men in our world in terms of gender neutral agendas, transhumanism, like there's a whole bunch playing out right now in the micro and the macro of things because they know that the divine feminine is on the rise. Like they're trying to control that as well. But I feel like they also know in terms of controllers, we'll call them, that the more that men are really in their power as well, the more that they support the rise of the divine feminine. So what better way to control the rise of the divine feminine, but to suppress men as the protectors, the guides of what's really here to basically bring more light codes into our planet and to raise the frequency Mm -hmm. of humanity. Yeah, I think it's really important that we scale this way back because we know we're in the multi-dimension. We know history has been uh, hidden and rewritten. And we need to go all the way back to when humanity first was seeded into this earth realm. And when it was first seeded, and we don't need to get into the millions of years and all that stuff. Just picture this general story with me. When humanity was first seeded, there was no lower frequencies. That exploration of the human soul experience hadn't happened yet. So that men were exploring mission and purpose. And we created these great civilizations like Pangaea, Atlantis, Lemuria, etc. And eventually, the men started to become distorted, started to lose their way. And there was alien intervention, manipulation, technologies, all the stuff that we're still experiencing right now. But the reality is, the the a structure came in and entered. I like to call it an energetic came in called the patriarchy, and we know this well. And the patriarchal energy was one of domination and one that turned men into fearful beings that existed in the frequencies of competition, terror, um, profit above all, etc., which we still see playing out right now, unraveling. Well, for a woman through that, it was ultimately into slavery, right? And obviously women are not slaves right now, but if you go back in time, it was this, it was, it's literally the idea of the dominant masculine, which isn't the natural tendency, right? That's a distorted tendency. The natural tendency is to be a steward and a guardian of the divine feminine, a sacred foundation for her and your children to flourish on. That had been distorted. Now we end up all the way here I like to say we're, we're, we've hit the bottom of how distorted the masculine can be. Now we're on the law of ascension. Now we're rising. But in order to rise, we actually have to go into the, the media, the alcohol, the porn, the video games, the weed, the food, the EMF, the spiritual warfare going on, the MK ultras, the programming, 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 unravel that all. And then we'll very quickly see a rising of the sacred masculine and a restoration of the divine feminine to true it's true equality right you can't have wholeness you can't have new earth you can't have those manifested in the world around us unless the divine feminine and the sacred masculine are equal and synergize perfectly yeah and and like you said there was a really deep 
slave code placed on humanity. And I feel like when we think of the actual kind of slavery that has gone on in history, it, it was more obvious. And right now, I would say that humanity, both men and women, are still moving through a lot of these slavery codes. They've just been more sneaky at this point to really essentially control and siphon human energy. And one of the big things right now that I'm really seeing in our world, and it doesn't mean that it's the dominant timeline or that it'll be the successful timeline, but is that they really want to dismantle the family unit. And this goes far beyond, you know, if people want to have children or this or that, that is actually, in my opinion, besides the point. But in a lot of especially Western countries, and I'm not someone and neither is Spence who identifies by any particular religion, but it's more of our connection to the divine and God source consciousness. Where in countries, say, like Canada and the U.S., many parts of Europe, Australia, etc., they have really worked to take what was a control structure in the form of traditional religion. And they've actually been even dismantling that in a way, because at this point of the agenda, in my opinion, they don't really want strong family units. And that's a big culture within most religions, right? Mm -hmm. So now they're kind of dismantling that and moving into a different form. Of separation consciousness, where it's more about the age of AI. It's about people staying at home. It's about wanting people to feel lonely, wanting people to feel alone. And I feel like they've segregated and really done this a lot with women in many ways, but they've also done it Mm. with men. And I feel like that is something that just isn't really truly being honored and talked about in our society a lot. And when I first met Spencer, which was seven and a half years ago, and that's another story for another day on how we (laughs) met, but he had just gotten back from what he had called a rites of passage. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I was like, cool, that sounds great, but really didn't know Mm -hmm. what you had meant when Mm -hmm. you told me that you had taken yourself to the end of the earth in Patagonia Mm -hmm. for three months, pretty much offline. And I thought, wow, this guy's hardcore. I'm going to marry him. (laughs) (laughs) But also I didn't really fully appreciate that. And now years later, Mm -hmm. I feel like this is more important than ever. So maybe number one, hun, can you tell us a bit about rites of passage? Because I know yeah. this is a big part of yeah. your work. And also maybe give us a, a little bit of, of that particular one. I know you've had yeah. many, but that was one of the first ones that you really created for yourself. Yeah, exactly. And I'll frame this up for all the awakening women around there as well. With my work at New Earth Masculine Leadership Development and the programs that I have and, and all of that stuff, the vision that I have after going on this experience that I'm going to talk about in a moment here, my first intentional rites of passage and my subsequent ones that I've attended and put myself through it. The vision is every single man, every single soul who's in a male vessel going on an annual rites of passage every, like every single year with the full support of the divine feminine, meaning that the divine feminine, the family unit and the community comes together to ensure that every single man has the opportunity to go on a rites of passage. Now, a rites of passage is typically an initiation. There's a couple different kinds, but it's an initiation that I like to say is between seven and 90 days that test his leadership. It's all designed to expand his leadership capacity to come to know who he is as a soul. Because when a man knows who he is as a soul from immersing himself in nature, in wilderness, amongst brotherhood, he comes back reborn to the family unit, to the relationship, to his children, to his business, to his purpose. And he is in alignment spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and physically. Mm -hmm. If a man has this, 
his family will flourish because he may not have all the answers. Remember, an awakening woman doesn't want a man to be perfect. She wants a man to be on purpose. She wants a man to be bettering himself. She wants a man who learns to be emotionally intelligent, mentally stable, able to handle physically, (laughs) yeah, physically resilient, and most most importantly these days, spiritually grounded and connected because he becomes the anchor of the rock during this massive illumination uh, great awakening cycle that that we are in so that's that's the mission that's why we talk about this kind of stuff on my own personal level i rites of passage have been written out by the matrix control system because they give all of those things that i just said if you want to control men if you want to manipulate people you don't want them sovereign you don't want them expanding you don't want them connected to god's source you want them dogmatic you want them closed-minded you want them sitting behind desks and all of these you know all of these various things porn media alcohol etc so it's been written out our ancestors did this right lumaria atlantis pangea the Druids, the Sami people, all the indigenous of every single major successful heart-centered civilization, Egypt, Maya, like they all had rites of passage for men. And now we have the opportunity to bring these back, see huge shifts quickly, because it only takes one rites of passage. I guarantee you, it's my mission. If a man comes in my program and goes through the goes through the the process, he will not be the same. He will not fall into being manipulated. He will be on purpose. He will be grounded in through he, with, with who he is. His pineal gland will open. His heart will open. His instinct will open. He will be a better uh, leader within the relationship, bringing his sacred masculine to meet your divine feminine, which is ultimately what you wish is to, mm-hmm. to be met in my sacred masculine. And this, this is happening, and it's happening very, very quickly. On my own personal journey, I didn't have a father who took me on rites of passage. I grew up in suburbia, <laughs> and it, it just it wasn't in the resonance of all of the household that I had. So men have to find their own way, and this is why it's important to have compassion. Just like women and you on your own journey had to find your own way, men have to find their own way without these rites of passage that move you from boyhood energies into manhood and what's happened is there's a lot of great men out there there's a lot of hearts and men there's a lot of leaders great businesses earning millions of dollars providing good fathers but there's still energetics connecting and i'm not saying i have this fully figured out either because we're all growing through this right now if we all had this figured out we would be in 5d the abundant new earth but we have to you know we have to get rid of those boy-ish connections and tendencies and they're usually subtle and very deep but when you clip those and then you align the physical emotional mental spiritual states through initiation once a year the entire family will thrive yeah and in my observation too it's it's not like we're as humans and for men with rites and passage it's not about moving away from say your inner child and having a connection but it's about kind of graduating beyond and being able to access the sacred masculine and like that next step of leadership mm-hmm. within well, and being able to toggle in and like tune into the inner child. Like that's a part of the work mm-hmm. in the rites of passage mm-hmm. and actually being more connected to that than ever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for women, I feel like a big thing with us is that we, we're here to be here for the men in our lives and men need men <laughs> as well mm-hmm. uh, because sometimes as women and i feel like especially in the last couple of years where a lot of people are quite isolated 
people are still, you know, experiencing a lot of loneliness is something I hear a lot from both men and women. And so even the most close-knit couples, I mean, take Spence and I, we spend 98% of our life (laughs) together. Um, I cannot initiate Spencer into his rites of passage. Mm -hmm. I initiate you in many ways Mm -hmm. every single day. But I'm grateful for that. That's not the only piece (laughs) of the puzzle. And Spencer's a much better partner who's more receptive to me when he's actually in brotherhood and when he's actually Mm -hmm. going through his own initiation. So I really feel like as women, some of the key things that we can do, and in my opinion, need to do for the men in our lives is to encourage them, but not mother them. Mm -hmm. Meaning, that men men don't like no one's looking for another mommy right like men do not really respond all that well even if they have mummy wounds to a woman who's micromanaging and mothering them and i'm sure any woman listening to this has experienced that if you just dump on your partner and tell him what to do it doesn't necessarily go that far especially in terms of like the long term and having a healthy mm-hmm. vibrant relationship and actually seeing that expansion of consciousness and leadership in the men around us. So if we're not mothering, it's like, well, what are we doing? Well, one of the biggest things I've learned on my path is men are really receptive to the feminine. They naturally want to provide for the feminine. So it's a completely different communication style. And sometimes, especially in the wild times that we are in, we need to be clear. And sometimes we need Mm -hmm. to set boundaries. And so there have been hard conversations that Spence and I have typically when I'm premenstrual. <laughs> and <laughs> oh, also say, well, okay, keep going. Yeah. I'll say a really good pro tip. And, and there's been times where I have to like really lay it out, but it has to still come from love. And the tip that I can share is to come from what it will provide for me. So it's a very different energetic to say, you are not doing this, this, and this. You are not stepping up enough. You are not blah, 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 blah. Dumping. You're, you know, like you could be better, you could be this, you could be that. Like all that does is make most men want to contract. So what I have had to- A contracted man will not be yeah. in his sacred masculine leading within the relationship. And it's not a motivator. It's not a motivator for it's men. It doesn't make for a fun life either. No. So what I found really works so much better is to say it would provide, this is the key word, okay? No, draw it down, provide. It would provide so much for me if you were- X, Y, and Z. It would provide so much for me if I could see that every day you were leaning into expanding yourself just a little bit. It would mean so much and provide so much for me if you were um, being committed to not having, I'm just looking at one of the comments, to not consuming alcohol right now. And this is what it would provide for me. This is how it would make me feel Mm -hmm. more safe, more supported versus I don't like when you do that please stop or I'm not putting up with this in my household. So sometimes we have to still set hard boundaries, but it provides is a really big thing. And also asking our men if they're open to discussing, you know, how can I support you through this? What do you need from me? What are your thoughts on this? Because if we just set ultimatums and we're in meltdown mode, as I like to call it, it doesn't necessarily really call them up and call them forward. So I know you had a thought that it dropped in if you remember what it was. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll just keep riffing on this, this one here where it's like someone was saying, we're talking about alcohol in the house and a baby. Uh, it would provide safety if I could get you to get if you if you could get therapy and stop drinking. And this is where there is a level within 
relationships right now during this big change where the divine feminine part of her evolution, part of that energy of the balancing is bringing forth sacred boundaries Mm -hmm. and learning to stick with them. That's part, sometimes when Jen, you know, we work a lot with women in our business containers and leadership programs when that, that is the rising of the sacred masculine within you. Cause remember all souls have masculine and feminine. And if you're a soul that's incarnated in a female's vessel right now, part of your divine masculine rising is to actually meet your partner with the sacred boundaries that basically tell the universe what you will and will not accept. And this is to different degrees. But I think the big thing here from an actual tactical, like what can I do standpoint is if you, you know, someone's saying here, like you want your, your, your partner to get therapy and stop drinking, you need to sit with yourself and say, okay, I, this is important to me. I, my, my baby's safety, my safety is important. And I want to like, I don't, let's say you don't want drinking. Maybe, you know, in your heart of your hearts, you don't want a drop of alcohol in your household around your baby. And you don't want to be around a partner who's drinking it. Like non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. Like you're not accepting it. And like mommy and him and stuff. It's like, this is, this is the energy you want to create in your home. Like you have to carry that your own sacred masculine boundary and tell that lovingly. And sometimes this can be really challenging, Mm -hmm. right? Because alcohol is a crutch. Alcohol is masking pain. At the end of the day, alcohol masks pain for men, period. It is literally a poison on the physical, energetic, mental, and spiritual planes. Like I'm not talking, you know, it's fine. Have a couple mils in a tincture of dandelion or something. I get that. But once you start getting into multiple mills every single day you're you're putting your body into poison states and if that's a non-negotiable you have to hold that boundary and the only way this can really be done is by having a conversation and using things like jenna said and then seeing how he responds because some men right now remember the energy is very high so having a, a you know a partner come and say hey like I, you know, it would provide a deep sense of safety and increased love in this relationship that I I am co-creating with you and our baby. If you would deal with your frustration and anger problems by getting proper support, I'm not here to mother you. I'm here to mother our baby and make sure this baby has a thriving start to its life. Are a big one, a big one, good one is: Are you willing to book? book a therapy session and start on that path. It would mean so much to me. And then the man's going to respond. He's either going to do it or he's not going to do it. And the man who's making excuses about doing it right now, it's probably not going to start it until things get a whole lot worse. And if you don't want to fall into ultimatum, I think at this point, like then you have to make the hard decision. Is this the partner who's going to meet you, meet, meet your divine feminine with his sacred masculine? Yeah, and I think one of the things I've observed as well is to empower men, even if they've been given some like criteria of, you know, what would provide a lot in the relationship, is to allow them to make the actual decisions on how they want to approach it. So if they know the high level of what's important to you and what would provide a lot in the relationship, there still needs to be some level of flexibility for them on how and when they do things. Maybe there's some level of timeline involved, but 
I feel like if we say this needs to happen today and you need to sign up for this thing, like that usually just kind of goes back into controlling micromanaging mothering mode. And so I have found with a lot of my women clients and the women I've worked with as their partners have been evolving is there's a certain level of patience required. And it's also about empowering them without saying this is exactly how you have to do it. So let's say maybe it's that you would like for them to be working on finding their purpose because they feel purposeless and they're in a job they don't like and blah, 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 blah. Well, you might not tell them what their purpose is. And often too, it's important to remember as women, we can usually see men's blind spots, but that does not mean that we are supposed to coach them through Mm -hmm. that whole thing. Sometimes, yes, it's great to have a really powerful conversation with the men in your life. But if this is just the ongoing way of dealing with it, like that isn't healthy for either person and it isn't usually a big motivator. So it might be something more in the realm of, hey, we've talked about this a few times. If you're open to us discussing, I want I want to share with you what I feel like I need and what it would provide for me. And then they're like, okay, like really usually men are quite receptive to that, especially if they're already on the awakening path. And then ask them, well, what do you think? How would you approach this? Is there, you know, a, an angle or a direction with this that you are guided to go. And then maybe, you know, a few days later, you know, your man's telling you, hey, I found this book. I'm going to read this book, right? I'm going to join this program. And at this point, there's a certain level of like leaning back so he can lean in. And seeing if he does it. Yeah. Because if we're always like the ones leaning in being like, do this, have you done that? You're micromanaging it. Well, you're actually in your masculine at that point. Mm -hmm. It's not even like chaotic feminine. It's like a distorted masculine. Mm -hmm. And now they're going to go into their feminine because naturally the polarity is going to happen. So if we're leaning in so much and we've already set our piece and we're not creating any spaciousness for the men to actually go through their process, which men learn from being on their edge. Men learn by failing forward. Men don't learn fully from women in their lives just telling mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. what they need to do, even if the woman is accurate, even if she can see the blind spot. <laughs> then, it, then it's usually worse. That's, you know, oftentimes even worse. So it's actually about leaning back out of the masculine, which is not always easy at recovering masculine, hyper masculine mm-hmm. woman mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. So it's a practice. It's a spiritual, emotional physical practice just as much as meditation or anything else. But I encourage any woman listening to this to just try it and Mm -hmm. don't try it just Mm -hmm. once. Try it for a week. Try it for a month in the little micro moments of your day. I'll give just like a really tangible example that goes. Tangible is good. Yeah. Beyond, you know, the big things. As an example, let's talk about like taking out the garbage. I hate taking out the garbage. If any women are listening to this, maybe you also hate taking out the garbage. It makes me feel kind of dirty and it, it might sound like a princess, but I feel like it's it's a, a man's job. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, if I just tell Spencer and I like look at him and I'm like, you didn't take out the garbage, that doesn't really like make him want to jump out and go take out the garbage if I'm bitching at him about mm. not taking out the garbage. But if I look at Spencer and say, hey, would you mind taking out the garbage today? It just provides a lot for me and I'm focused on doing this, this, and this in our household. Would you be able to do that? And he says, yeah, totally. He might forget and maybe need a reminder later. But at the same time, if 20 minutes later, I'm like, why am I taking the garbage out? It's like that. that is mothering. That is overmanaging. Mm-hmm. So it's like we have to practice in those little micro moments of our day to trust the men in our lives just as much as when we have the big conversations, because this is reinforcing for men that we're willing to trust him. 
because that's the big thing is a lot of the time they don't feel that we trust them and maybe they've done things to create that. But Mm -hmm. the way beyond that is not to just continuously not trust him in every moment of your day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are all really good. So I'm seeing here what this will provide for me is Mm -hmm. this. Yeah, this is all really, all really good stuff. I, I think I do feel as as it's part of my sole mission here to just keep reiterating this. One of the most powerful things you can do for your partner is encourage. This isn't projecting, telling him he needs to, but encourage him to join a men's group or join a group, you know, that is going out and doing cold dips in the river. Encourage him to go to a breathwork class for men. Encourage him to join an online program and you can suggest it, right? Like you're not going to go and be like, Hey, like I'm signing you up for this. You need this because that would be the mothering thing, right? That never works. But sometimes men in this, they want to be on this edge, but maybe it's like financial stress. Maybe he doesn't know if he's totally worthy of having his, you know, the divine feminine in his life. Be like, Hey, you should really go for this. I'm wholeheartedly behind you. Cause remember part of the vision is every single man on this world doing the, doing the rites of passage every year. Well, that's going to take the community. That's going to take the mothers. That's going to take the sisters coming together to watch the, you know, to watch the men when he's on the zoom calls in mission 88 for two hours, making sure you're helping him have his sacred space to evolve, or he's going for 10 days into the wilderness to be with other men in sacred circle. Well, now you're, running the household knowing that you're there for him to help him on that and actually you know getting him to the rites of passage making him know that it, it, it's okay with you and that you're encouraging it it will pay wonders trust me those 10 days that you have to watch the baby and he's not there when he comes back completely reborn on purpose is talking about his blind spots and how he's committed to changing them you're going to be so blown away you will be so turned on like (laughs) there's going to be so many babies being made when (laughs) as men continue on rites of passage because it's it's a very attractive thing to see a man who goes through these initiations and also it's very important from a man to man level Mm -hmm. because when a man has been initiated and he stretches his consciousness his leadership uh you know the edge of who he is I feel that when I walk up to a man and I shake his hand, I can instantly see if his aura is and he's being truthful. You can tell right away if a man's on purpose or not, just in his energetic. Yeah, and I think this is where women need to be encouraging without being overbearing and controlling because I actually feel like the programming and the culture is very deep for men to not feel worthy to go on these rites of passage in whatever form and shape that takes place. Because I remember this wasn't your first rites of passage, but one of your kind of annual experiences and journeys you've gone on, because some have been solo, some have been in brotherhood, some have been in person, many of them have been virtual. And I remember you joined a specific men's program and... It it wasn't even that I like signed you up for it per se, but you had been humming and hawing and you were looking at it and you wanted to join. And when you got up the next day, I said, I signed you up. Not because I was mm-hmm. going to make you go to it, but he was humming and hawing. And I said, I was scarcitying myself yeah, at was, the bottom. Was I was like, we need to put this money somewhere else. Like I yeah. can't invest my money into this right now. And then when you were like, oh, let's do this. Like it changed who I was completely. Cause I felt like, oh, okay. Like, 
she sees this as an investment in our future as a couple, you know, as in a future, as, you know, as a future, as a father, as a leader, as a provider, because it had huge growth through it. Every single man in there did. Yeah. And, you know, it was to me, it was like an unattached gift. That was a big thing. So I'm not saying ladies watching this, just go sign your men up for stuff. But if there's things that are on their heart and on their radar, it doesn't even have to be you signing them up, but encourage them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I believe in you. You deserve this. Like Mm -hmm. that can go a long way and not saying you must do this or if you don't do this, then X Mm -hmm. is going to happen. Like those aren't our family deserves this. Yeah. It's like you deserve this. Our family deserves this. And just play with that a little bit. I'm not saying that there's never going to be ultimatums and those sweaty palm conversations Mm -hmm. but just see what happens and see how the men in your life respond when you practice Mm -hmm. again it's a practice Mm -hmm. but coming into your heart and truly believing in your man Mm -hmm. or the men in your life Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely like there is a time and a place like if you're getting to the point where there's ultimatums i would be looking at your own soul journey and your own wounding of why you're you've allowed it to get to the place of ultimatums and i get it like i don't know your i don't know the full story here and i've been there myself but the ultimatums aren't going to work because very few men rise to ultimatums because ultimately ultimatums are based in the patriarchy right you do this you know pay your taxes or go to jail do you think ultimatums are, are everywhere and men don't like them. That's what creates like the violence and the, the desire to contract and tighten up and the flight or flight. And then, and then it's not from a place of empowerment. And if the man doesn't feel empowered with himself, like you're not, you're not going to see change really. Well, my observation too, this is why brotherhood is so important because a lot of men have been wavering in their self-trust and it's rippled into their relationships. And so I feel like when we add in a brotherhood dynamic, mm-hmm, in my observation, mm-hmm. it can change the game because a lot of us, and each person is different, but I would say a lot of us as humans are more motivated when we're accountable <laughs> to someone else. Like I see this with my clients as women all the time. It's not a, a men or woman thing. It's a human thing. And so many of us, just from our programming, we are motivated by other people. So like when we say we're going to do something, if we set it to someone else, it often makes things like a lot more real. It makes it more tangible. Mm. And then a lot of the time we'll get less in our way and we'll keep whatever it says we're going to do moving forward, even if there's resistance, even if it's uncomfortable. And so with brotherhood, this is one of the biggest things I've seen with Spencer and with the men in your world, with Mm -hmm. husbands and clients I work with, is that when they've committed to things with other men, the chance of them actually seeing it through and continuing to move forward, like exponentially exponentially higher. higher. So I feel like when men can have experiences with other men, it kind of creates like a little bit of like that natural, like herd mentality, FOMO kind of stuff where, you know, men want to be their word, especially. Mm -hmm. And a lot of what we're talking about is men who are on their awakening path. I know there's varying levels, obviously of levels of consciousness, but when they're at least open, Mm -hmm. right? Like even more. So will this go far? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The accountability piece is huge. And one of the big things I've known is just like, um, just like when women are in the red tent ceremonies from the past and like coming together during those times of year, it's like, that's a, that's like a, 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 a sister to sister bond, mm-hmm. right? Like it's it, your own rites of passage. That's a rites of passage for women. Every that happens every month. Right. And for men, to have that same where you have man to man is incredibly transformational. I truly believe that all war, terror, control, competition will dissolve when men 
literally spend time being able to look in another man's eyes, not feel tense and be able to witness the divinity in the other man in his reflection. That's like, that's when you have a leader in your household. That's when you have a man on purpose. And to get to that point where that becomes the default, natural, open state does require this work. It requires the rites of passage. It requires initiating yourself in the wilderness. It requires, you know, taking yourself to the edge of death in some ways that, you know, physical death, emotional death, mental death, spiritual death, right? It's the ego dying and then him being reborn. And that's what happens with rites of passage with brothers around you. Yeah. And, you know, really what I've been seeing in your work over the years, but especially since you created Mission 88, Mm -hmm. which is, you can tell us more, but I know it's Spencer's signature program Mm -hmm. that is a rites of passage virtual program for men. I, I can't even really truly put words to what I have seen transform with men in so many different ways. But mm-hmm. I feel like in terms of who they become and I get so lit up and inspired by it because we need these kind of men in our world right now. We need the men empowered. We need the men expanding themselves. We need the men leading mm-hmm. in this world. And so I get really jazzed up about it. I know you are in another round of mm-hmm. launching your mm-hmm. next cohort. What is it? The Grizzly? The Grizzly Bear Brotherhood. The Grizzly Bear Brotherhood. Yep. Each brotherhood has its own vibe. Mm-hmm. So maybe you can tell, because we've been talking about this, in case there's anyone watching, whether men or women who want to share it with their men, just give us the high level of what this program is specifically all about. Yeah, absolutely. So how I perceive rites of passage for men in the modern age, taking the fact that we have lots of, there's a lot of things going on. We have families, we have businesses, is working on a nine-year cycle. And this nine-year cycle, you can put it however you want, but once a year, you're going to have your rites of passage for nine years. Three of those are going to be the man alone in the wilderness for a minimum of seven days. The key is being alone. The next three or whatever order is being outdoors or in retreat in person with other men because you have the council aspect. Now, for men who are in big launches or you have new babies or things like that that require you to be at home or grounded in a place, we have the online brotherhood, the online initiations where you can come to, and this is why I love it, is you can bring men and leaders from all over the world, from different backgrounds, different um, different races, different um, upbringings into a single place and create an amazing transformational experience that then the man can do while he still has a baby or while he's working on these things. And I, I feel that three of those every three year, every nine years is important. So mission 88 is the latter. This is an 88-day online men's program that is the rites of passage leadership initiation that society forgot to give men. So this is training men in a lot of the disciplines that are perfect. That's like what that would have been given to us in the ancient ministry schools by our forefathers in the forest of all of our ancestors. And that's exploring consciousness. It's exploring truth. It's exploring purpose. And we're doing all of that from a leadership lens. It's also a very holistic look at the PEMS method, which is 
aligning your physical and mental, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual states in a non-dog, non-dogmatic way. And you put that together with the brotherhood and you're going to see massive leaps in that man's ability to create impact in his life, to be truly free. I'm not talking just financially free. I mean, free on a soul level in all aspects, free in his relationship. And of course, filled. Men love to be fulfilled. Men love to know that at the end of the day, when they showed up for themselves, their family, their mission, their vision, the world, bringing forth the new earth, when they hit the pill, they want to have that sense of satisfaction and fulfillment. And that is what comes when men go on these rites of passage. So you can spread the word. It's called Mission 88. The next intake's coming up shortly. All you need to do is reach out to me at New Earth Masculinity. If you have a man and you show it to him, encourage him to reach out to me. I'm always available in my DMs for voice noting and things like that. And I get it. Like I, It took me a while to work up to my own first rites of passage. Some men, if they're feeling it and they're ready to jump in, absolutely, let's get her going. And for the man who just needs some more information to make an investment buying decision to make sure that this is his highest path forth. I'm always here to chat because I've been there. Yeah. And I've seen as a woman, the ripple effect, not only with Spencer going through these processes himself, but for the men who have gone through this, which I'll say it's men from all walks of life. Mm -hmm. It's men from all sorts of backgrounds at all sorts of ages. Six-year-olds, 18-year-olds, men who have black skin, men who have brown skin, men who are on that time zone, men who are on this time zone, all of it. That's yeah. what I love about it. There's we're all we're all we're all souls incarnated in a masculine human vessel. Exactly. So if this speaks to you, if you're a man listening to this, reach out to Spence. He's online at New Earth Masculine. No, at New Earth Masculinity. New Earth Masculinity. I'm a great wife saying the wrong <laughs> handle. And um, also you can always reach out to me if you want me to connect him and link you up if you're on any of my platforms listening to this. And thank you so much, yeah. everyone, for being here with this transmission. It felt important. It felt powerful we'll do it more often. to come through. And, and please let us know on social media or comment below if you're watching a video of this of what has been your biggest takeaway. Feel free to forward this to a brother mm-hmm. in your tag life. Tag a brother, tag or your, your man. partner. Feel yeah. free to forward it to them. And thanks for being here with us today. Yeah. Blessings, everyone. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining me for today's episode of the Soul Meat Strategy Podcast. I'd love to hear what came up for you during this episode. Tag me on your stories on Instagram at Soul Meat Strategy and come hang out with me inside of the New Earth Feminine Leadership Community on Facebook. Don't forget to leave me a review as I love and so deeply appreciate hearing your feedback. And from my heart to yours, keep shining bright, sister, and I'll see you on the next episode.